real quick, and uh, let's start um, Luke chapter 4. We're going to... So we've been talking about the anointing, and you know, one time there's a brother, I believe it was Brother Hagin said this, he said there's an old a preacher that he was listening to, and, and he, they, they, someone had asked him, what is the anointing? He said, I don't know what it is, but I know when it ain't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What a great response. I don't know what it is, but I know when it ain't. And, but of course, nowadays, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. Nowadays, it's become more complicated to figure out when the anointing is in operation and when the anointing isn't in operation. Let me, te- let me tell you something. You want to know how you can tell if the anointing is in operation, if the, if, the, if the anointing is being manifested? When the anointing is manifested, there are results. In other words, if, there's an anoint- if there really is an anointing present to heal the sick, the sick will be healed. They won't just receive prayer. They're not just going to fall down. Did y'all hear what I said? The sick aren't just going to fall down. They're going to get healed. You know, used to be people would fall out under the power uh, after they received a miracle. Now the miracle is people falling out under the power. Used to be the, ma- the Spirit of God would manifest himself in some way of deliverance or healing or some, some way like that. And then people would end up on the floor under the power of God. Now people just end up on the floor and I'm, I, I reckon some, some of it's the power of God. I reckon some of it is courtesy drops. I reckon some people just get caught up in the moment of whatever's happening. But what's, what's the result, the result of that is, is that it's hard, for, it's hard for people to identify what really is the anointing. Because you, you go to those meetings and people are like, oh, don't you feel it? And you, and you know, you feel something sometimes when, you, when, you're, when you're in church, whether... Uh, you know, one, one time me and Ted, <laughs> Ted's been traveling with me for over 30 years. Um, one time Ted and I, we was at my house and Oprah was on. When, that's when Oprah was on, had a program. Oprah was on and they were having a, uh, a show about um, uh, kids that had been uh, adopted and didn't know their biological parents. And they were being, um, they were being uh, reunited with family that they didn't know that, you know, They'd never met mothers. They'd never met fathers. They'd never met. And so Ted is watching this and and he's watching Oprah. Now I'm putting Ted out there a little bit. I'm not putting him on blast too much, but Ted's watching this Oprah show and they bring out, they're reuniting this, this, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was a son and a mother. It was, it was a child uh, and, and their parent. And as it happens, Ted is watching it. He's just like, (laughs) He's crying, boy. He just, uh, he wiping tears through it. And he's like, I said, Ted, why are you crying? You watch it. I said, why are you crying? He said, I feel the anointing. I was like, watching Oprah? Something, something's wrong. Something wrong. <laughs> something wrong. You know what it was? Ted didn't feel the anointing at all. But he had been in church so long, he associated that feeling that he got emotionally with, Lord, is everybody hearing what I'm saying right now? It had been so long since he had experienced those emotions outside of church that because it happened in church, he, he said is the anointing. I said, Ted, that is not the anointing. 
That, that'd be like me. One time I was driving down the road, and I, man, I, I, I think uh, it was, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, it was some kind of oldie station was on. I, I can remember exactly where I was at. I was driving down a Western, getting ready to pull into Arby's. I was about to get my grove on. But anyway, I, I'm pulling into Arby's, and all of a sudden, a song comes on the radio. You are here and warm, but I could look away and you'd be gone. Because we live in a time when meaning falls and sputters from our minds. Some of you have even... All of the things that I said that I wanted come rushing by in my head when I'm with you. No. Sentimental, gentle wind blowing through my life again. Sentimental lady, you're the one. Yeah, it's, it's some of y'all like, yeah, that's it. It's an oldie. It's an oldie. But, but when I heard it, it set off a feeling in me. You know what I'm saying? It set off a, it set off a feeling in me. A feeling that I was acquainted with in and outside of church. I went to a KISS concert one time, got chills. <laughs> All right, Oklahoma City, you wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world, KISS, you know, and then pff, flames. and we just, Get up and get your grandma out of here. Pick up, old Jim is working hard this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bunch of old guys wearing more makeup than your grandmother. <laughs> Wear higher heels too. <laughs> Baby, if you're feeling good, you know your man is working hard. He's worth a. <laughs> Listen, I felt something that day. <laughs> it's a chills, you know, go yeah. But we've we've got it, we've got to quit thinking that what we're feeling. Now listen, thank God for emotions. You know, the Bible, David said in the book of Psalm, chapter 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion, your emotions. God wants us to bless him with all of our soul. There's some there's something. God didn't create us just spirit. We're spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. He, he, gave us a, he gave us a soul and a body because there was something that he wanted from those aspects of our life. And so it's, 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 it's extremely important that we don't disconnect from that, from what we, what we feel. But we can't identify what God is doing by what we feel. We have to get back to the place where we can recognize by the Spirit when the Spirit is moving. That we can recognize when the anointing is functioning and is in operation and when it's just... Uh, now listen, that's the, here's the deal because this is, this is where a lot of people get off track. Some people are like, that's right, you shouldn't be emotional in church. No, man, you ought to be more emotional in church than you are anywhere else. You ought to be bawling and snotting and slobbering and crying and laughing and running and shouting and dancing. You know, we ought to have to reinforce those, those, uh, those stinking chandeliers uh, for, for the joy that some of you will get to want to swing on them, you know, and, and just make, remind me of another song. Ha-ha! <laughs> 
Can you imagine coming into church? <laughs> Nakia. <laughs> Some people be like, this is my church. This is my church right here. <laughs> so we, but we have to, church, we got to get to that place. You know, no wonder Paul said to the Corinthians, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know, no wonder he was encouraging them to not be ignorant of the things of the spirit. Because we've, we've gotten to the place where we call all kinds of stuff the Spirit, but we're not having results. We got people that say they're revivalists and never had revival. How, how does that work? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you can be a revivalist, but you don't have revival. You ever notice the only kinds of ministries that are growing right now are ministries where they can, where they don't have to prove anything, in the at that moment, like everyone's a prophet. You know why everyone's a prophet? Because they can tell you anything they want to tell you. It don't have to happen right at that moment. But you don't have many that are called to a miracle ministry. You know why you don't have people called to miracle ministry? Because if you call to a miracle ministry, you got to have miracles. And I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't getting no miracles less than there's an anointing. Well, I mean, you could get people worked up and try to get people emotionally, you know, jizzed up. Because some people, they do. (laughs) Anyway, so let's read. I'm threatening you with the Bible. Let's read. (laughs) I keep threatening I'm going to read this. Let's read it, Ted. Let's read it, brother. Amen. Luke, Luke chapter 4, it says, and verse, uh, let's start with verse 14. It says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. That's important. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. You know what? Jesus needs to return in the power of the Spirit into the lives of people in the church. Jesus needs to return in the power of the Spirit to Oklahoma City. Jesus needs to return in the power of the Spirit to Shawnee. Glory to God. Amen. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. So we're talking about, we've been talking about the anointing, we've been talking about what it is, what it's not, how, you know, and we've been, we've been, this started on Wednesday nights, where we started talking about the ministry, the gifts and the ministries of the Holy Spirit. And and then we got jacked up, because old Benny Hinn went to having an interview, and we just had to watch it. <laughs> and, and I don't know, you know, some people are like, well, I don't like Benny Hinn. You know what? When you've done half of what he did, come talk to us. And, you know, uh, ain't no, there's not six million people coming to hear you in India. Amen. All right. Praise God. Like, you know, I heard, I've heard a lot of stuff too. And we know who the accuser of the brethren is. You know, you think, you, you think, you'd think we'd know better because, you know, the reason why we left the last church we was at is because someone said something that was wrong about us. They lied on us. And so, and now we assume that everything that we read in the Christian rag or, or you know, the, the gossip, Christian gossip uh, mag or that we see on, you know, tough, that somehow or another that stuff is true about, uh, amen, praise the Lord. All right, I know. If you can't say amen, say ouch. 
But then that's how we got over here in the anointing. So what, what we're talking about, what we're going to talk about today, is how the anointing is affected by our associations. How the anointing is affected by our associations. In other words, how the anointing is affected by the people that, that we run with. A lot of people in church today, they don't believe that the anointing can be affected by the people. You know why that is? Because they've never been under the anointing. They've never flowed in the anointing. So they don't know, they don't know what affects the anointing because they've never been anointed. They've, or there's, you're anointed, but not anointed for service, the spirit of the Lord coming upon you. And for those of you that haven't been a part of this, it'll be hard for you to follow some of this. But anyhow, so it says, and when he, when he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, so this, he came to his hometown, and as in his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, stood up for to read, and there was delivered unto him the, the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he'd opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, uh, uh, the spirit of God wasn't just working in Jesus now, but the spirit of God was upon him. It happened when he was baptized by John in the river Jordan. The Bible says the Spirit of God descended on Jesus like a dove, and uh, the Spirit of God came upon him. Jesus was baptized in the Holy Ghost, just like you and I were baptized in the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in water, then in the Spirit. And the Spirit came upon him, and this is what happened when the Spirit came upon him. Because he hath anointed me. Because he hath anointed me. Say, he hath anointed me. Amen. Amen. And he said what he had anointed him for, to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach the deliverance of the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that roost, preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister, sat down, the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he, be, and, and he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So this, this, had, this was probably something that had happened. You know, Jesus wasn't the first one to read that scripture in the synagogue, he wasn't the first one probably to read out of that book, to read that passage. In fact, that may, that may have even been the third, fifth, tenth time Jesus had read that passage himself in the, in the synagogue. But Jesus said something about that day. He said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, uh, this is when this thing comes to pass. This is when this thing is manifested. Say manifested. What does the word manifest mean? To put on display. To put on display. See, the what, what, what happens when someone is anointed is the spirit all of a sudden begins to be displayed in their life. The spirit of God begins to be displayed. The might of God, the strength of God, the power of God, the ability of God. See, that's what the anointing is. The anointing is God's spirit put on display to demonstrate. Amen. To demonstrate, there's an anointing that's in you, God's Spirit living in you. Uh, when you get born again, God's Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. Then the Spirit comes upon you in Holy Ghost baptism. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you in Holy Ghost baptism, when God comes in you, when His Spirit comes in you, uh, that's for your walk. When the Spirit comes upon you, that's for the work. The Spirit working in you is working in you for your walk. That's why, it's, that's why it's extremely important that you maintain a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Oh, man. That's, I don't want to get off course here, but I, there's something I want to say, but if I say it, I will go another direction. Uh, <laughs> 
Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, there's a lot of people that they don't maintain that personal intimate relationship with Jesus. And all they ever do is go after the demonstration of the, of the spirit, the manifestation of the spirit, the spirit of God working upon them. And that's, that's how a lot of people get off course. That's why a lot of people can't identify the difference between the anointing resting upon someone and God working through an individual and them being bamboozled because of emotionalism. Because the very thing that's going to keep you uh, in the place of being able to identify that is an intimate personal relationship. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said in those days, he said, in that day, there'll become people come to me. They'll say, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? And didn't we do that in your name? And he says to those people, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. Isn't that right? Isn't that what it says? How many of you know that if Jesus said that, that's probably right? right. Notice how he didn't say to those people, I never met you. See, there's a lot of people that have met Jesus but never bothered to get to know him. Did y'all hear what I just said? You're not, you're not going, how are you going to identify, how are you going to identify the manifestation of the Spirit if you never hung out with the Spirit? You know, when, when Annie and I, 30, 34 years ago, 35 years ago, 36 years ago, 37 years ago, 30, when we were 15, we started dating when we were 15. Then, we, then I, I walked away from her, and then we got married uh, later on. But anyhow, and I, I, I explained that too. Boy, I'm telling you right now, we've been in there, haven't we, Carolyn? Anyway, so when my wife, when, when we first met, I remember the first phone call I got from her. I was living with my Puerto Rican grandmother. Now, listen, if you, if you didn't have a Puerto Rican grandma, you ought to be thanking Jesus right now, number one. <laughs> Because them Puerto Rican grandmas are mean as the Dickens, I'll tell you. Mine was anyhow. I don't know about yours, Gil, but my Puerto Rican grandma, she was mean. She had a whole lot of love for me, and it just came out in meanness. But anyway, <laughs> born again. She loved the Lord with all of her heart. My grandmother had more miracles happen in her life than most of us have, have ever read about. But anyway, uh, she, she's old school, my grandma. Girls shouldn't be calling boys, and boys shouldn't be calling girls. And I shouldn't be on the phone. In fact, I probably should just be breathing and praying and, you know, doing whatever she needed me to do. But nothing fun. Anything fun was sin. <laughs> Anybody remember day? anything that was fun? If you were having fun, just like, leave that alone. If you're having fun, that's sin. That was my grandma right there. Boy, she didn't want me having nobody. She told me, when she met Ted, she's like, he don't have a Christian laugh. I was like, why, Grandma? She said, no Christian laughs like that. She said, that's got to be the devil. She said, you need to pull him aside and have a counsel with him. I'm like, Grandma, I ain't talking to anybody. I said, let the man go. He has joy. The Bible talks about joy unspeakable. She said, that's not what the Bible talks about right there. <laughs> she loved Ted, but she thought he needed deliverance. <laughs> she thought I needed. She she watched me preach, and she'd say, "What's with those faces you make?" I'm like, "It's I, it's, I was born with Grandma. I mean, that's, I'm just working with what I got here." She's like, and she used to get Jimmy Swagger and Billy Graham uh, confused. She like, I never saw Jimmy Graham look like that. 
Billy Swaggart never acted that way. <laughs> almost right, Grandma. You're almost right. But one day, the, one day, the, one day the phone rang, and it was, it was Annie. She was calling me. I got on the phone. I'm like, hello? Well, you know, my grandmother, she picked up the other phone in the house. You could hear it. She's on the other line. I'm like, but I'm like, hello? And on the other end of the phone was Annie. She's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, who is this? She goes, it's Annie. I was like, oh, Annie. And then my grandma's on there. Oye, muchacho. You know, she... <laughs> Tell me, get off the phone. So, you know, we spoke for a while and then hung up the phone. Do you know the first few times I talked to Annie on the phone, I didn't recognize it was her. You know why? I didn't know her. <laughs> Some of y'all wonder why you don't know the voice of God. Same reason you didn't know the same reason I didn't know that this that now I've been married to this woman. How many of you know if 35 years later, if she calls me on the phone, she's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, who is this? I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. But some of y'all been at this a long time and you still like, oh, come on, somebody. Well, I am preaching right now. <laughs> some of y'all still having, some of y'all still having trouble identifying. Who it, is you're, who it is you're in fellowship with. See, that's, that's exactly why Jesus said there are going to be those that see all kinds of manifestations. They're going to see all kinds of demonstrations. They're going to have all kinds of stuff happen like that. But when they stand before him, he's going to say, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now, listen, he didn't say depart from me, you fornicator, you adulterer, you, you know. Uh, uh, he said, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What is iniquity? It's lawlessness. Do you know lawlessness isn't just fornicating, adulterating, lying, cheating, stealing, drinking, being wicked? Do you, know, do you know what lawlessness is? Lawlessness is when you choose your way above his way. Lawlessness is when you refuse to do what he wants you to do. Amen. It's the very thing Lucifer was kicked out of heaven for. Do you know Lucifer wasn't kicked out of heaven for pride? The Bible says that Lucifer was kicked out of heaven because iniquity was found in him. In fact, Lucifer, if you listen to what Lucifer, when you, when you read about Lucifer, Lucifer said stuff like this, I'm going to ascend into heaven. And when we read about it, we're like, that dirty rat, how dare he? But you know what? I say at least once a week, I'm on my way to, amen. I'm on my way to heaven. It's a highway to heaven. Walking up the keys. I'm pulling out the oldies today. We say we're on our way to heaven, and we don't think nothing about it. But Lucifer said, he says, I'm going to be like God. See, there it is. That's, that's what got him kicked out. No, how, how many of y'all want to be like God? In fact, the Bible says we're to be imitators of God as dear children. So what's the difference between us and Lucifer? Well, it was for us to be like him. It was for us to go to heaven. 
But for Lucifer, he was trying to do that stuff on his own. He wanted it not according to God's will, but according to his will. And that was iniquity. And that's what got him kicked out. of. Are y'all hearing this today? That means if the spirit of God is working and like this morning, if the spirit of God is working and say, say today, the Lord was offering joy. Last time we were at <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we was at uh, Pastor John's church at, at Faith Connection and the spirit of God broke out. I got so drunk in the Holy Ghost. I don't even know what I don't even know what I was thinking. I got drunk in the Holy Ghost. I couldn't do nothing. Everybody was laughing. We got we got over there in the joy. And I couldn't stand up no more. I, I, I just kind of crumbled there. And I, I thought the best place for me to go would be to kneel down. And, and then I thought, what am I doing down here? I'm not going to be able to get back up. And then I look up and I'm kneeling down in front of Ted. I'm like, this ain't right. This ain't going to work. Because I know good and well Ted's going to get lost. I'm, if, if Ted falls over, he's falling on me. But we are over there in the joy. Now, let, let me tell you something. If God is offering joy, if God is offering joy and you refuse to receive joy, guess what? That's iniquity. That's lawlessness. Because you refuse to do it his way. Do you know the theme song of hell is going to be, I did it my way? God wants us doing this thing. His way. Well, I'm going to find me a church that does it my way. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and be anointed. And have people that will come up to your hospital room when you're in trouble and raise you up. I'm going to tell you, if they're doing it your way, they're not going to the hospital. I'm going to tell you something. You want, you, want to, you want to connect with people that are of like precious faith. You know, somebody, I'm, I'm believing God for miracles. Well, guess what? You're going to have to hang out with strange people. Because it's, it's only people that are unusual that believe for the miraculous. Now, if you, if, you, if you want a fashion show, if you want a popularity contest, if you want to go hang out with a bunch of people uh, that look like they stepped out of a Vogue magazine or a GQ magazine, and because some people, that's extremely important to them, that they belong to a church that's, you know, trendy, that, you know, hip. Politically correct. If you can't say it in 20 minutes, my God, it shouldn't be said. Well, you know, all right. I mean, is that, is, that what, is that who you want at the foot of your bed when the doctors have given you up to die? With you? Is that who you want? Is that, is, that, is that really what you want? But see, that's where you go. That's what you're drawn to. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, I'd like to find a church that preaches the truth. Welcome. See, we found that. We, we, but we found something out about the truth. You'll know the truth. The truth will make you free, but it'll make you mad first. Amen. Man, I wish I had a Hammond B3 right now. Hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> I 
Not, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want a 20-minute... Listen, I'm not being ugly, but I don't want no 20-minute churchgoer at the foot of my bed praying for me when I'm facing a battle with death. I want, I, want, I want someone who has a callus on their backside from having to sit under a preacher that wouldn't shut up. Someone that kept preaching the word of God that said, that kept turning to the worship team said, sing that again. Sing that one again. Are y'all hearing me today? Come on, let's do that again. Let's lift up our hand. Let's hang out in there for a while. I'm not looking for them people that went and wanted to sit in the foyer, drinking coffee, eating cookies. Now, I'm not against coffee and cookies. I don't, I don't, I, I like the cookies. I'm not much on coffee. But anyway, <laughs> you can tell, you know, cookies. Yeah, I, <laughs> amen. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but it's, imp- it's, important. it's important who you associate with because there are certain behaviors that attract the anointing, that attract the Spirit. There are certain things that cause the Spirit of God to be attracted. To- are y'all hearing me today? You know, we're a worshiping people, a praising people, people that will worship God out of their hearts. Amen. Not out of their heads, but out of the innermost part of their being. People that will praise God until, until, uh, until it's done. That will worship God until it's over. See, those are the those are the people I want. I want the people. I don't want people at the end of my bed that won't pray in tongues loud because they want to be politically correct because they just don't do that at our church. Listen, I want someone who has been to a church where someone went shelemora sabangalichea or saboya. I don't know mosakala. I don't know how I need to pray, but shelemorobosia. The greater one lives in me, and in the name of Jesus, salamoromosikaraboya haramongelichea. Amen. Amen. Oh yeah. Boy, listen, I started figuring out who we could run with when COVID hit. When COVID hit and everybody was like, Am I dead? <laughs> I know some of you are like, I wore a mask. That's okay. Listen, it, it's not a, the, the fact that anybody wore a mask. It's why. It has nothing to do with what you did. It's why you did it. Why you, you know why I wore a mask? So I could get into my favorite restaurant. That's why I wore a mask. <laughs> and they said, hey, you no mask, no eat. I'm like, hey, baby. I'm Walk to my table, yank that off. <laughs> But I I wasn't, I didn't wear a mask because I was afraid. The greater one lives in me. Now now listen, again, some people are like, oh, y'all are crazy. (laughs) There's a thin line between faith and crazy. If, if 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 you don't have a personal intimate relationship with Jesus, you won't be able to define the difference between faith and crazy. Because everything that's crazy is not faith. Come on, preach that. Go ahead, man. Thank you. 
Ted's about to lose his job. Sister Rachel. Not Sister Rachel. But you can try. You can, you, I know you can. You own it. Sister Lindsay. But that, that really, you know, you kind of really saw where people were at in their faith. Because there were some people, they never even dreamed of whether or not they ought to. You know, no one, as soon as, as soon as that little dude came out, his little white hair. Ah, uh, that's our recommendation. <laughs> Wait a minute, you about to recommend something about a disease you know nothing about. Yeah, but I'm an expert. Yeah, at stuff that you know about. But you yourself said you don't know nothing about it. Heck, we knew more than the world knew about it. We knew that Jesus took a stripe on his back so we could be healed of it. Are y'all hearing me today? Jesus was beat to pieces so we wouldn't succumb. Amen. He said, now, pastor, you know, you, 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 you're a little, you're a little radical. You're putting people, in fact, uh, Pastor John, he, <laughs> around April or May, whenever they started shutting everybody down, we, we were like, Sheree was like, what do we do, pastor? I was like, I don't know, Cherie. Let's let's pray about it. I think we prayed maybe ten minutes. We maybe didn't even pray ten minutes. I think we just kept talking. And I said, you know what, Cherie? I think we need to do what God told us to do. She's like, what? What did He say? I said, well, He said revival now. He said revival now. He had told us to do a revival tour. People was canceling dates on us. And and she's like, so what do we do? I said, we find someone that wants to have revival. Well, she called Pastor John. She knew he was crazy. <laughs> now, what, what tribe are you, Bernice? Creek. Now you know he's crazy. He married a creek. <laughs> I, was, I was just kidding. Anyway, you know, Jesus was a Native American. That's what, that's what Pastor Bernice told me. She's like, Jesus was Native. I was like, he was? Yeah, she said, yeah, uh -huh. Chief Cornerstone. I was like, well, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Chief Cornerstone. I'm like, oh, all right now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Shree called Pastor John. Pastor John's like, come on, let's have church. They didn't shut their church down. Now they're, you know, it's not a, a giant church. Our church isn't a giant church, but we, we end up over there. Man, you could, it, it was like a, anybody ever seen them videos of Japanese subway stations? where Japanese men of uh, cops be pushing people into the subway train. That's what that church was like the morning we went. I mean, you had to grease people up just to get them through the door. We were packed in there, man. People wanted to be in the house of God. Now, you know what? Shri, look what Sheree's doing right now. She got a camera. That day, she, she broke out her phone, and she starts Facebook live in it. Listen, we knew, we knew where everybody was at because there's a long list of people that said, that looks like more than 10 people. My response was like, count them again. <laughs> count them again. I hope you're being safe. I thought, my God, there's no place I'd rather be. 
You know, we, we like to sing about it. No place I'd rather be than hearing your love set a fire down in that I can't contain. People don't really mean that. People, there's a lot of people don't really mean that. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because, boy, the minute that little man came out and said, wear a mask, wear three. We're going to let you go to Walmart, but don't go to church because that church will kill you dead. Well, we was in there, weren't we? He was in there, and people got mad. Boy, I got unfriended. I got cursed. I had people, but we had revival. And there's people like, I hope you die. You know, there's people told me they hope my family caught COVID and died. Teach me a lesson. Because I was a super spreader. I said, they got the super right. They just said I was super sized. I'd have been like, that would be right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but we, we, listen, we didn't, we didn't do what we did out of rebellion. We didn't do what we did out of uh, trying to prove a point. We weren't doing what we were doing to try to get people to join a cause. I was just doing what God was telling me. And I was trying to encourage everyone else to do the same. But you know what? People... And you say, I thought you were talking about the anointing. I am talking about the anointing because people didn't, they didn't think nothing about the anointing then. They didn't think nothing about the presence of God then. All they, all they thought about was, well, tell us what to do. Tell us what to do. What do we do? Tell us what to do. You know what? The Bible, the Bible says that we're the sheep of his pasture. Amen. That his sheep hear his voice and another, they will, they will ignore. They won't listen to, but they'll listen to him. But there weren't very many people inquiring of him. Where where the where where the righteous, the just, the just shall walk and live by faith. Now listen, I know some people say, well, you know, live by faith, huh? Are you just gonna expose yourself? No, you don't understand the faith walk. The faith walk believes God. And if I die, I'm, you know what? If, 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 I go to a, if I go to a country where there's a bunch of Muslims, radical Muslims, and I'm preaching the gospel, I know good and well that my life is in danger. I know I get my head blown off. But I also know there's these three fellows that got thrown in a fiery furnace. And this dude that got thrown in a lion's den. And a nation that was enslaved by Egypt that, that uh, crossed over a sea on dry ground because of a mirror. You know, these are the things I now, listen, there was danger in all those situations. But we didn't, they, God's people didn't allow the danger to dictate or to determine the direction of their life. These people were led by the Spirit of God. They followed the Holy Ghost. They trusted the Lord. 
Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct you. I had, some, I had a girl get on Facebook. In fact, it was, it was because, of, because of you, Pastor John. Dirty rat. Because you had us for that meeting. If you hadn't had us for that meeting, I wouldn't have had all this trouble. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love, I love Pastor John. He knows I'm messing with him. Pastor Bernice, you know, Pastor Bernice, the Rona tried to jump on her, tried to kill her dad. How long was you in the hospital, Sister Bernice? Two and a half months. That didn't happen in April when we were at her church. That didn't happen until much, much later. As later on, the enemy tried to kill her. Well, the Bible says the thief cometh not before to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You think Israel didn't know? You think Israel didn't know that they were in that they were in danger when there were, the enemy was behind them and pressing in on both sides? You don't think those three Hebrew children didn't look in that furnace and say, "It's hotter than a summer in Oklahoma in that thing." I mean, think about it, church. Think if you were in that situation. I know what some of y'all would have done. Play the music. <laughs> Lord understands. He knows. He knows. He needs me around. God needs me around. So I'm going to. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, you the best. Imagine Daniel when he knows he's getting ready. He has seen Christians eaten by lions. Believers, I say Christians, but you know, uh, God's people. He's seen them tore up by lions. And they're leading him in there. You know what? He, I, I guarantee you, he, here's <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said what they thought. You know what they said? They said, you know what? If we die... We're delivered from you. If we live, we're delivered from you. Either way, we win. See, that's what faith does. Faith makes a choice to do the will of God. Now, when you're surrounded with a bunch of people, that that's not where their eyes are, and that's not where their heart is, what you going to do? Now, don't get mad. Listen, don't get mad at me because I'm preaching the truth. Unlike, unlike some people, I, w- I went and I laid my hands on people that were dying of COVID. And some of them that weren't dying. In fact, I, off- I'm, I went and offered to pray for any, any families that had people that had uh, in their family that doctors had sent pe- people home to die of COVID. I went and I prayed for them. And some of those people died. And some of them lived. Did you quarantine? No. I didn't, I didn't mask up. I didn't wear gloves. They, they were like, maybe you should stay away. I'm like, no, maybe, maybe you should stay away. Right. <laughs> you know, we were going to have Donna a Shambach here uh, this, this morning. And uh, we're, we're looking around November 20th, the week of that week of Thanksgiving. We're going to bring her, bring her in for more. She wanted to come for, she's like, can I come for more than one day? I'm like, you can stay as long as you want. Yeah. I don't think she thinks I'm serious, but. 
Oh, does she? Because listen, I'm y'all know me. I'll be hanging out forever. But I, I met her dad one time. I, I only met him once. I spent the day with him one time. But it was it was from the testimonies of that man's ministry. You know, I didn't know it. Maybe I've never told y'all this. Ooh. Can I end with a I know I didn't get anywhere. Did I? Well, I didn't I didn't get any, I didn't get well, I didn't get where I wanted to get to. All I read was one scripture. I was going to talk about is it. Did I talk enough about association? Oh, I yeah. I All right. I got, when I got born again at 15 and a half, I got born again. My, I was living with my Puerto Rican grandma. Mean as she's mean. I already told you all that, though. Oh, yeah. I hope she knows. If she can see, you know, I always wonder if she, she's looking down. She'd be, boy, if she was, there'd probably be a sandal come flying out of heaven. <laughs> Chancla. <laughs> a house shoe. Well, she, them Puerto Rican women be throwing their slippers at you, and they don't miss. Heck, there was a, there's a there, there might be a wall between you and, and them. You somehow just go through the wall. But anyhow, right after I got born again, my grandmother, she, she's like, and, and she just said all this in Spanish. She said, I want to show you something. I was like, okay. And she goes into this cabinet, and she... She pulls out a record. Now, for those of you that are young and you don't know what a record is, it's, a, it's like a giant compact disc. Some of them don't even know what compact discs are anymore. You know, a CD, a CD. And it's just a giant one. And they were usually black and had grooves on them. And you had to put a needle in the grooves to hear what was on the disc. Sometimes you had to tape some quarters on there just so it wouldn't skip. If you had it, anyway, I'm showing my age. There's only three or four people going. Hmm? <laughs> but she got this record out. It was green. The record with the plastic was green. I'd never seen a green record before. I was like, that's green. She handed it to me. She's like, put it, put it on it, put it on the stereo. So I put it, you, you put it on a turntable. You know, it's a turntable, and you, you stick it on this big thing that turns. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Have you ever seen it? And then you, and then you take the needle, and you put it on there, and, and when you put it on, it goes. <laughs> you hear all this noise. And so the record starts playing, and the first thing I hear is, psst, psst, psst. This is God. This is God. This is God. Come, come thou and all thy house into the ark. Come thou and all thy house into the ark. I mean, sound just like that. It was A.A. Allen. He started preaching a message. Now, if you don't know who A.A. Allen is, YouTube him. He started preaching a message. <laughs> Listen, it was, it was like nothing I'd ever heard before. He's talking about, uh, he's talking about, <laughs> he's talking about the H-bomb. It was in a time when people were afraid they were, the whole world was going to blow up seven times over. That's what they were preaching at church. This whole world's going to blow up seven times over. And the, and the government is stockpiling body bags. 
Millions and millions of body bags. Why? To put your crispy corpse in when it's all happened. I thought, well, if it blew up the world seven times, isn't it going to blow up the body bag? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but boy, I mean, they were... A. Allen preached, I mean, preached, I can't remember the name of the message. Maybe it was God is a killer. I can't remember. Anyway, but he preached this message. And and I remember at the end of it, I'm just like, I'm a brand new believer, Hannah. I haven't been born again maybe two weeks. (laughs) Baptized in the Holy Ghost, maybe 10 minutes. And, And it gets done and he and, and he says, uh, you know, at the end, he's like, get in that old ark. He said, while you, while you still can, before God pulls up that old gang plank. That's the end of the thing. That's what they do at the end. If you didn't have an automatic thing, pick it up. And then I looked at my grandma, I'm like, She goes, turn it over, turn it over. You had to, if you wanted to hear the whole thing, you had to turn the record over. So I turned it over, Anna. Put that needle back on there. And I hear this. Here's a mother brought her little girl. She's 13 years old and she's never been to school, but you want her to go to school, don't you? Oh, yes. You'd like to start her to school. I'd love to start her. I'd love to start her. Look at this girl, big as her mama, never been to school. Some of you say, why she hadn't been to school? Because the girl was born with a dumb spirit. Listen, I was immediately offended. Because I thought he meant dumb like stupid. I was like, how dare this? Everything I was amazed by. (laughs) Come on now, the, the simplest things get us off course. Why he call her dumb? Someone finally explained it to me. They're like, she couldn't speak. She couldn't hear. Anyway, he, he goes through this whole, he says, but we're going to believe God's going to heal her. And you're going to start her to school. And she's going to go to Miracle Valley School. And then Alan gets on there. He says, foul, dumb spirit. Foul, deaf and dumb devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Curse it be this foul, deaf and dumb spirit. You devil. You're going to leave her. She's going to talk. You're going to leave her. She's going to hear perfectly and speak perfectly. God, you're going to give her a new, clear, a clean mind, and she's going to learn when she goes to school. We open the doors for this girl's understanding and learning and knowledge and wisdom. I learned it. I memorized it, Seth. I listened to that record so much, I memorized it. I, it goes without saying that before, before, after Alan prayed that prayer, uh, that girl could speak, and she, he, he had her talk, and she could hear. He, everyone he ministered to on that album, blind people, people with growths, people with deafness, they were all healed. When I was listening to this record album, I sensed something. In fact, it was so unusual. I sensed something happening. It was so strong, Sister Rachel, that at some point during, in the middle of this, I put my hand, I put my hands on the speaker. Oh, yeah. And I could feel 
physically feel the tangible touch of the anointing of God. A.A. Allen died in the early 70s. This was in 1984. The anointing don't die. The anointing lives on. And, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling the presence of God, the anointing of the Spirit. And in that moment, there's a transfer of the anointing off of that record album onto my life. I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't know what it was about. But I knew, I knew it was God. You know why? Because I'd spent time in intimate fellowship with the Lord when I got born again. Right. I knew it was God. I, I, I almost never tell this part of it. My grandmother, I listened to that record album so much, she got mad at me one day when I was playing it. She was the one who gave it to me. She got so mad at me playing it so much, she, she tore, tore it off the turntable, broke it over her knee, cracked that thing in half, porqueria, threw it in the... Threw it in the garbage. She didn't know I had recorded it on a cassette. <laughs> I just went upstairs. I put that little cassette in there. <laughs> Foul, deaf, and dumb devil. <laughs> about, about three weeks later, Gil, I go to a friend's house. His name is Henry Gonzalez. He said, hey, have you ever heard of a guy named Shambach? I said, Shamrock? He said, no, Shambach. I said, no, I never heard no Shambach. He played me a little, a little recording. The voice of power is on the air. My speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's voice. We went on through the whole thing. And I memorized that too. Listen, the first messages I preached were regurgitated Shambach. I just memorized what he said. I didn't have a message to preach when I, when I got saved. I just memorized his and, and just, I pretend like it was me. <laughs> <laughs> let every man, let every devil be a liar. And let God be true. Hallelujah. <laughs> People said, boy, you used to talk different back then. That's because I was imitating somebody. <laughs> I, thought, I thought for sure Shambach was black. I was shocked when I saw him. I'm like, he's white. <laughs> he's, he's white. <laughs> like, it just confused me. It took me a minute. Like Rodney Howard Brown. There ain't no white man named Rodney. There ain't no white man named Rodney. They said Rodney from Africa. I'm like, that's a black man right there. <laughs> Rodney from Africa. I see Rodney, Rodney Howard Brown. That's a black. When that man walked out, they said, Brother, let's welcome Brother Rodney. He's like, Hallelujah. He said, Come on now, let's all get him. I'm like, That ain't no Rodney. That ain't him. It's a white man. I was, conf- I was confused. I was confused. Boy, I was confused. <laughs> but I saw a video that I went with, with uh, Henry, and he said, I got a video of Shambach. I said, Let's watch it. When he came out, I said, That ain't him. He's white. He said, that's him. I said, that can't be him. Shambach came. He said, Jesus is here. I said, it's him. <laughs> that's when Shambach, he had his belly, his Stacey Adams on. I was like, he want to be black, though. I could tell. He had a shiny suit. I'm like, that bro, he, he, I, said, I, could, I see you. 
That night he preached, and that's the first time I heard an entire message without, you know, every 15 minutes. <laughs> he had only 15 minutes on the radio. Then he had a prayer line. I'll never forget it. I did the same thing when, when and are we okay? I'm going to let you out. We're, we're going to actually get out of here early today. Some of you will visit and be like, really? Wow, there you are. Same thing happened when I saw Shambach on that television. That happened with A.A. Allen. Man, I'm, I'm in front of that TV, and I got my hands up. You know, I'm like, my friend's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm catching it. You know, there's some things we're taught, but there's other things that are caught. And I'm, I got my hands out, and I'm, I'm like, whoosh. Oh, Baba. Oh, and man, he goes to praying for people. I've never seen nobody pray for people like Shambach. He went to slapping people in the head. You could hear the slap, too. In the name of Jesus. I mean, you know, this one woman, she said, Brother Shambach, I have breast cancer. He went, smack. I'm like, is that allowed? I mean, you know. I got born again in the Mennonite church, filled with the Holy Ghost. We didn't do that in the Mennonite church, you understand? But there was, there was a pull, there was a, the, say the anointing. You, if you can recognize the anointing, now listen church, not everything that is spectacular is the anointing. Not everything that's flashy is the anointing. Listen, nowadays people, they get, just because they're, they're social media influencers, people are, oh, they're anointed. No, they know, how to, they know how to manipulate an algorithm. We got people casting out devils. Deliverance means, I think that person was here in town the other night. You know, people don't even bother to really look and find out what they, these, these, pe these people are, aren't even Jesus' people. These people are practicing witchcraft, some of them. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I've, I don't point at everything that, that happens, that manifests, say, oh, that's not right. No, I'm, I'm all for manifestations of the Spirit. I just want it to be the Holy Spirit. But you got God's people, they're running over there. I think I got, I think I got a devil. Yeah, listen, if, if you're questioning your, your, your liberty... Maybe you, maybe, you don't, maybe you don't want to hang out with that. If you're going somewhere and now you're like, well, maybe, maybe I ain't free. And you was fine before. <laughs> you was living in victory. You was living in joy. And now you now you in distress. Maybe you need to back away from that. But man, I recognize the anointing working in me. I, I had no idea how much my life would be impacted. I only say this because you know, Sister Donald was going to be here, and, and I've, ta I've talked to her about it. I talked to her and him about it. I, uh, I had an audience with him. I, I, I sat face to face, nose to nose. You know, I probably made him uncomfortable because I was all up in him. But for those early years of ministry, in fact, I went to Hera to preach, Hera, Oklahoma, a little church in a storefront. 
I was up preaching Gil. I was like, ah, I was, I was up on the. It's back in the day when I felt like the chair would hold me if I stood on it. I was up on it. I'm like, ah. And then people are looking at me like, ah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Hera. I'm, I weigh 185 pounds wet, and I am preaching, man. God can do it. I got, I got under the influence of the Spirit so strong. I was like, tonight, I said, we're going to have a miracle service. I said, bring the lost. I said, bring the sick. I said, bring the dead. Bring them all. Bring the deaf. Bring the blind. <laughs> I was excited, man. I was 16 years old, 17 years old. I prayed at the church all day. I, I never dreamed. You know, I'd never even seen any real sick people. You know, not real sick. I'm almost done, I promise. Here, take this so I know I'm done. <laughs> I'm kneeling down in prayer before the night service. Had forgotten what I had said. You know, you say crazy stuff under the anointing. And I, I'm watching and praying. That means sleeping and praying. And I'm dozing, and I just, I, I, I hear people coming in to the church. And then I hear a sound. Someone comes in, I hear a sound. It's like this. It's getting louder. So I look, and in the door had walked someone with a white cane with six inches of red on the end. A blind person. Making their way up the aisle. I thought, dear God, they went and did it. <laughs> they went and brought somebody to this church that is blind. I had never even seen a real blind person. This person is going... Family's trying to get him to sit and, you know, on a, I'm watching. I'm like, please don't come to the front. Please don't come to the front. You know, uh, the anointing had lifted by then. Yes, they had. I was sleeping. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, man, I hope, I hope, oh, sit in the back. I no. Came all the way to the front. Hit me with the cane. So, excuse me. Plopped themselves down right next to me. Listen, I didn't sleep no more. I was like, shit. I was like, it's like a machine gun. Most of them devils down. I got up, I got up to preach and I tried to ignore them. Listen, folks, I was in my head. See, when, they, when the anointing is in manifestation, anything can happen. When it's not, you're in trouble. Yeah. And so I'm up there, I'm preaching, you know, and I, I went extra long, too. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I was going to pray for the sick, you know. That night I told them, bring them. This person is blind. I am afraid to pray for this person. 
I pre- so finally, I, I, I preached a long time. They didn't leave like y'all. They're still here. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I had an altar call. Is there anyone here who needs Jesus? Only different person there was the blind person. Everybody from Sunday morning, same people. I'm like, is there anyone here? Come. Come to Jesus. Come. 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 I went extra long. Come. Please come. Come. Uh, Nobody came to Jesus. I was like, well, I said, I guess some of y'all waiting for me to minister and pray for the sick, that person, they had a collapsible cane. They pulled the cane out of the person. Making their way to the front, came there, found my feet. Like, oh God! I'm like, is there anyone here that's sick in their body? Need a healing? I'm like, anybody? Headaches? Nausea? You know, I'm, I'm looking for easy stuff. Well, I had a couple more, you know, come up, you know. There was like three people and then the person that's blind. So I go to the other people first. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Headache. I'm like, you're going to get healed. What's wrong with you? Oh, I got this little itch. I'm like, we got that covered. I, I, in fact, I got the person with a headache. I'm like, lift up your hands. And they lifted their hands and said, in the name of Jesus. When I touched them, they, they went, they fell out. I held them up. I'm like, no, you ain't going down yet. We got to take our time today. I mean, they're dangling there. <laughs> they're dangling there. And I hold up like, in the name of Jesus. They got so heavy, my arm was trembling. People thought it was the spirit. <laughs> Finally dropped them. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed over the others. I, I finally looked at that, that blind woman. I thought, well, maybe she don't want to heal the blindness. Maybe she, maybe she came for something else. So I was like, I was like, ma'am. I said, I said, ma'am, what did you come for? Her, her response was classy. I wish I had a recording of it. Her response was classy. She said, what, are you blind too? <laughs> Only in Oklahoma. Only in Oklahoma. <laughs> you were blind too? She says, I'm blind. I was like, okay, I just, you know, want to make sure. I'd never prayed for no blind person. But hey, Ellen, I had memorized a prayer that he had prayed over a woman that was blind on that recording when that anointing was imparted. But she had glycoma. So I was like, please let her have glycoma because that's the only prayer I know. I only know glycoma prayer. I'm like, how did you get this way? She said, glycoma. I was like, thank God. Thank God. She's like, thank God for glycoma. I'm like, no, no, thank God. that, eh, Forget about it. 
So I knew Alan took a handkerchief and put it over the woman's eyes on the recording. And so I had a hanky, and I was like, I'm do this. I got to do this right. So I took that hanky, and I put it over her eyes. I said, now we're going to pray. I said, how long you been this way? That's what Alan would say. She said something. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember none of it. I, I think I left a little spot of pee right where I was standing. I was, so, I was scared. I wasn't even scared. I was scared. After, after the preliminaries, I, I, I went to pray in Alan's prayer. I memorized prayer. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Come on, I got the hanky. I placed my hands on this poor woman. Oh, God. She don't want to be led around like this. She wants to go by herself. My God. I ought to just play the recording. <laughs> my God. I'm believing you tonight. I'm believing you to open her eyes. Cursed be the disease of glycoma. Cursed be the hardening of these eyeballs. Ah, you devil of blindness, go, I charge you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, cursed be this blindness. Now on the recording, Alan looks at the woman and says, do you believe it's done now? Of course, the woman on the recording says, oh, yes, yes, Brother Alan. So I tell my wife, I ask that woman, I said, do you believe it's done now? She said, I don't know, you got a handkerchief over my eyes. I'm like, listen, you need to cooperate with me. <laughs> You're supposed to say yes. The record said yes. <laughs> She's like, well, I guess so. I'm like, well, that'll have to do. <laughs> I said, do you believe it's done now? She said, if you say so. No, no that's not the, on the record. She's like, yes, it's done now. I said, I said, in a minute, I'm going to take this handkerchief off your eyes. And when I take this handkerchief off your eyes, these people are going to hear you shout. And they're going to know from your shout that you're seeing. Woo! That's what Alan said. That's what I said. And then Alan said this on the recording. He said, and they're going to take your picture for Miracle Magazine. And you're going to see what, you're, what you look like when you found out. You can, and so I'm, I'm going, I said, they're going to take, and you're going to shout. And we're going to know by your shout. And you're seeing, woo! I said, and, and they're going to take your, it, uh. and, and I had to fast forward in my head. Woo, amen. Are you ready? I mean, are you ready? That's, that's how Alan did. Are you ready? And she was like, oh, I've been ready. I said, tell me when to take it off. The lady on the recording, she's like, now. She's, the lady, I wish I had the lady on the recording. She was so cooperative. And, but this lady was like a backwoods oaky. You know what I'm saying? She's like, she had been through a tornado or two. You understand? <laughs> she's the kind of person, she blind. She hears the sirens and still goes on the porch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell me where it's at. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so finally I'm just like in the name of Jesus I command blind eyes to see 
And I ripped that hanky off her eyes. And I'm standing there, and I'm like... <laughs> it seemed like an eternity. That lady had... She, she's just like this. I'm like... <laughs> After a minute, she reaches up and she grabs me by the nose and she shakes my head back and forth. And I'm like this. She, she goes, I see you. I was like, glory to God. I was like, amen, glory. Hallelujah, somebody. You know, now I'm God's man of faith and power, you know. But is that, a, you know what? It was that anointing. There was, there was, that association, the, the prayer. I didn't know Alan. I never met Alan. But being exposed to that ministry. Church, listen, you, number one, if you quit going to church, if you're here visiting, and I don't know, I don't know where y'all are from. Maybe you have a home church or whatever. Maybe you just came to hear uh, Sister Donna or whatever. Let me tell you something. If you don't go to church, really, you've got to get back to church. That's the reason why you're up and down. It's the reason why you're hardly making it. It's the reason why you're having difficulty in life. It's the reason why you can't identify the difference between the anointing and some emotional expression. We've got to get back to doing what God called us to do. Oh, I can't find a church. This is a church. Amen. Oh, y'all stay a long time. It takes a long time. Are you kidding? What have we done on 20-minute meetings where we drink coffee, eat cookies, go in and, and listen to Van Halen, you know? And <laughs> I mean, the first song, jump, might as well jump. And then we're praising Jesus. Yeah, I'm, and again, I'm, I listen to Van Halen, just not on Sunday. And not all their songs. I'm not like listening to Hot for Teacher. And you know, that's a mess with your spirit. But those, associ those associations, <laughs> that anointing, there was a transfer of anointing that came off that record album. Oh, yeah. I told Brother Shambach that story. I told him, I said, hey, because he traveled with Alan. I, I, he traveled, hey, Alan, I asked him all kinds of questions, man. I, was, I had a stack of handkerchiefs when I saw him. I, I brought these. I was like a 10-year-old girl at a Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> I was like, calm down, Zig, calm down. I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah. You know, Annie went, she didn't even like, she was like, I invited her to go. I'm like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go see Shambach. I think I'm going to take one of the kids. Well, what about me? I was like, do you want to go? She's like, well, who's Shambach? I'm like, see? We got closer to the day. She's like, ah, I don't know if I want to go. I'm like, how dare you? You don't deserve to go. Man, we get there that day. They, we're looking at pictures and organs and things at the tent. And there's these chairs that they had. Someone said, these chairs were under the tent. I was like, glory to God. They were under Jack Coe's tent before they were under. They were under Jack Coe's tent, then under A. A. Allen's tent, then under Shambach's tent. I was like, that's a lot of anointing. 
a lot of something else, but I didn't want to talk, think about that. <laughs> they walked out, you know, staff people walked out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Annie's purse. I'm like, you reckon we can fit that chair in your purse? I'm ready to get one out of there. I'm ready, I'm ready to get one out of there. Finally, I've, I've, I don't think I bribed him. I just said, for my love gift of how much? <laughs> get one of these chairs. <laughs> hey, they put a dollar amount on it. I'm like, sold. It was about six months before Brother Shambach passed, but he laid hands on us, and there was Annie crying, getting a vision for Winter's Church. Thank God. And me, I'm looking at her like crying over there. You, know, you don't even know who about Brother Shambach. <laughs> you over here crying. Whatever. I'm like, don't pay attention to her, Brother Shambach. <laughs> when I handed him them hankies, his eyes lit up. He said, I used to put those all over my body before I preached. I said, I know. That's why I brought them. Here, let's put them on. We were in revival. He, he took, he laid hands on those. You know what? I still have some of them hankies. I'll bring them next week and let y'all have a... Oh, <laughs> Hanky Shambach laid his hands on. But anyhow, if I can locate them. But <sighs> impactful. It's, impo it's important. Don't ever, don't ever think that uh, your associations don't affect how God works in your life. It's, in fact, it's one of the most important things that, you that is your responsibility when it comes to the anointing, that you're a good steward with what God entrusted you with. Stand up all over the place. Thank God. <laughs> you know what? If you're, if you're here today, you're sick in your body, you need a healing touch from God. I'm going to pray for those that are sick today. If, 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 you, if you're in need of a touch from heaven, if you're in need of a touch from heaven, if you need the Lord to touch you today, if you're sick in your body, that there's an anointing present. Some of you are aware of the anointing. You're aware of the touch of God's spirit. You know, for the first 15 years of my ministry, that's all I did was minister healing to the sick. That was what the Lord called me to do what he anointed me to do. And we're, we're about to enter into a season where that's what we do again. We minister healing to sick people. We minister deliverance to those that are in need. We're about to head into a miracle ministry like, like we've never seen. And we've seen God do some miracles. But it's not just going to be long meetings. We've had lots of long meetings. Meetings that lasted a year, over a year, where God poured out his spirit. Yes. You're on it, son. Stay right on that song right there. Thank you, Jesus. Sir, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with this man? And who is he to you? Mm -hmm.
I hear you. Stage four. And his kidneys? Gone. They, they've given him a death sentence. Rick, how many times have they told you you're going to croak? A couple times, huh? And here you are. Devil tried to take you out a couple Sundays ago. God gave you a miracle. God gave you a miracle. Because they got you over there. They said, we can't find nothing wrong with you. <laughs> you know, the only, probably the only good thing that came out of well, he got a he got a miracle. But I think the thing people are most thankful for is some single women so thankful for those firefighters that came up in here to help to save this man's life. All of, all of a sudden, some of the single women, they started like, whew, I need some help. You know, help me out. <laughs> Joyce, you missed an opportunity. You could have hooked you a firefighter. <laughs> anyway. Let's pray for you. Come on, stretch your hands toward him. Now, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I want you to stretch your hands toward him, but I'm not depending much on... We're, we're depending on the Lord. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse this man's trouble. God, give him a brand new heart in Jesus' name. Give him brand new kidneys in the name of Jesus. Lord, take, take a heart off the shelf of the warehouse of heaven and pump it into his chest today in Jesus' name. I curse this trouble. I command it to go from him in the name of Jesus. I speak life into this man's body in Jesus' name. Be made whole. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. Kidneys be made whole. Heart be made whole for the glory of God. For the glory of God. Lord, I thank you that your hand is resting on him. Lord, that he's going to leave out of here today with the peace of God that passes all understanding. Lord, we call it done today in Jesus' name by faith. We thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Now, I'm going to come pray for you. All of you that have come that are in need of a touch from God, lift your hands up to him. I need I, all you fellows that are helping. I need your help. Father, as I lay my hands upon each of these individuals, I pray, Lord, that your spirit would come upon each of them. Lord, I, I curse sickness. I curse infirmity. I curse disease. I command it to go from them in Jesus' name. I declare healing. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Now in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Free in Jesus' name. Now in the name of Jesus. Top of your head. Touch today, Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Double dose in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus. Menesa. Now. Now in the name of Jesus. Now for the glory of God. Touch today in Jesus' name. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus. Touch. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Bele socorro, now in the name of Jesus. Mana socorro doyo brosea. Every whole for the glory of God. Now in the name of Jesus. 
Mene socorro doyabra, harasobong le cheredietaya. Oh, halaboro socorro, Maria teberesia. Now, in the name of Jesus, celebrusa bangle cheredberesia ta. Hanamara masekele kele gile sekechea. Now, in the name of Jesus, from the top of your head to the soles, cole sebrea. Menek socorro don rondri andara. Baratorosa Banaya. How Rasomondo no moye. How Rabadora Bosica la Cachedo. Randona Masila Borocoyo. Ha. Yella Zekeje de Riete. Mana Sogorobo Kelekele Gigande de Masia. I thank you, Father. Thank you for the touch of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the touch of your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Someone come up here. They love. Maya Soporo. Now from the top of your head to the soles of your feet in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for wholeness. Wholeness in the Mose for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes. 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 I pray that, Lord. I thank you. More of you and less of him, Lord. That's his prayer. Lord, you've got to increase so that he can decrease. Only way for him to de decrease is for you to increase in him. And so, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're increasing today. That you're increasing today in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost saturate him today, Lord. Lord, let him be caught up into places in the spirit that he's never been before. May he see things like he's never seen them, hear things like he's never heard them, experience you, God, in ways that he's never known you, and may it be transformational for your glory in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that this is a season of overflow for Gil. Overflow in the name of Jesus. Overflow. For the glory of God. Now, I don't know who this, tell me your name. Uh-huh. Caitlin, I see the Spirit of God uh, giving. Open, I see the Lord, number one, He's opening up doors for you. I hear God saying He's opening up doors for you that in the, I, I, I hear Him saying like in the past, you've, you've tried to get, you've tried to push some things through and to get some, uh, to gain some uh, ground, to get some forward momentum going. But it seemed like you've been met with opposition. But I hear God saying this. He said, all opposition is going to be removed. The Lord says he's going to open up doors before you. God says doors that you've tried to open. He said, but you've been incapable of opening them yourself. But the Lord says, I'm going to open them for you. He says, and when I open them, he says, there's absolutely nothing that could cause them to close. He says, not man, not the devil. The Lord says, not a lie. Not, there's nothing. Nothing can keep you out of the places that the Lord is taking you to in this season. But I hear God saying this. He says, when the doors open, he says, you're going to run. He says, he says, when you start running, he said, it's going to seem like that you're busy. And you'll be like, boy, now I'm busy. But the Lord says, don't forget. Don't forget me. The Lord says, if you will remember me, he says, if you will remember my promises and remember the things that I've told you and watch over my word to do it, the Lord says, I'll see to it that every one of your dreams are fulfilled. The Lord says, as well as the dreams, the Lord says that I've dreamed for you. God says, there's absolutely nothing you can't do without, without. The Lord says, 
If you have me, there's absolutely nothing you can't accomplish. Without me, you can't do a thing, he says. But with me, he says, everything is possible. He says, all of it is possible. Not part of it, not half of it. The Lord says, I, the Lord says when I created you, I created you to facilitate big dreams. The Lord says, no one has ever been able to grasp the, the size of the dreams that you carry. People that seem to have a bigger, bigger, a greater concepts, bigger ideas, uh, big, bigger thinkers, people that seem uh, like capable people haven't been able to wrap their minds around the, 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 uh, the, the size of the dreams that you carry. The Lord says, because they're not your dreams, they're his dreams. The Lord says they're his dreams for you. God says there's not a one of them that he can't fulfill. He says, if you can believe it, the Lord says you can have it in Jesus' name. Come here, let me pray for you real quick. Thank God. Thank God. I thank you, Father. I thank you for provision. I thank you, Lord, that everything that she has need of is going to be supplied. I thank you, Lord, that you are depositing your spirit within and upon her here today. That you're mobilizing her, Lord, by the spirit. To do, Lord, all that you uh, desire to do in and through her. I thank you, Father, that every obstacle is being removed. I thank you, Lord, that every burden is taken off of her shoulders and every yoke from off of her neck, that those yokes are being destroyed because of the anointing. And I thank you, Father, that faith is arising, that your spirit is arising in her, that your anointing is coming upon her. Uh, to fulfill your purpose in this hour, in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Man, listen, I'm excited about all that the Lord is doing. Amen. How many of you are excited about all that God is doing? Thank God. Thank God. Lord, we love you. Just real quick, let's just, let's just worship him for one second longer. Thank you, Lord. You are everything to me. And I exalt your holy name on high. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to praise you. Lift my hands and say, I love you. For you are everything to me. And I exalt your holy name on high I thank you Lord thank you for all that you're doing Lord thank you for all that you've done and all that you're gonna do in Jesus name boy his spirit is here today thank you Jesus listen we're gonna step in we're going farther Spirit, see now, the Spirit of the Lord is messing with this lady. Now, tell me your name. 
Angel, what a great name. Now, I don't know, I don't know the depth of your, I don't know, I, I'm not even sure you're, if you're a believer, if you're filled with the Spirit, I don't know nothing about you, but I'm just going to tell you this in hopes that you'll be able to grasp and understand what I'm about to tell you. But there is an angel that is present with that. Now, see, uh, maybe I shouldn't try to explain this. Maybe I should. Um, I function in what people, what the Bible calls the gift of the discerning of spirits. The gift of the discerning of spirits is you look into, you see into, the, well, you don't really look at, the Lord opens your eyes and you see into the spirit realm. It's really unusual. And been working in me since I first got born again and filled with the spirit. And didn't ask for it. Didn't, didn't even want it. I thought it was a cheap gift until I knew what it was. <laughs> I mean, I thought I got ripped off. I'm like, I want working a miracle. But there's an angel standing behind you. I, I, hear the, I hear the Lord saying, you're not alone. I hear the Lord saying, you're not alone in any way, shape, or form. In fact, he tells me to tell you this. In the times that you thought you were alone, the Lord says, you weren't alone. He said, I was with you. He said, and I sent my angels, the Lord said, uh, and I gave them charge over you. God, God says this. God says, you have been spared much suffering. The Lord says, even though you've endured hardship, but the Lord says, I've kept you for much. And he says, and it's my intention to keep you for much in the days to come. I hear, I hear the Lord saying this. He said, once, once the doctors try to give you a bad report, I hear the Lord saying, you need to believe his report. That angel that's standing behind you, it's got an armband on. It's like a red cross on the, it's a healing angel. The Lord says, the Lord says, you know, sometimes people will go back and forth to the doctor for, uh, what do they call that, therapy or the, for appointments. You know, God, God says this. God says, you, you going into his presence, regular. The Lord says, for treatments. Amen. And God says, when he's done with you, the Lord says, you're going to be better than what you were. God says, you're not going to be back to your old self. The Lord says, you're going to be better than your old self. God, and he, he says this. He says, he's been drawing you and he's been pulling at your heart, telling you, giving you instruction, letting you know that you need to press in to him more now than ever before. And it's been difficult. It's been difficult for you to do because of all that's gone on over these years. But God says, he says his grace is on you today. His favor is on you today. The Lord says he's going to give you what is necessary for you to be able to make the decision to plug in and to commit to what he wants you to do. God says, if you'll plug into what he, what he's, the way he's drawing you, the Lord says, there's no thing that will come nigh your dwelling in Jesus' name. So I lose that to you today. Amen. And I thank God for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank the Lord. All right. Praise God. I think, I know some of you aren't done and you can hang out as long as you need to. But uh, this week is going to be a good week. Uh, Wednesday, we will definitely continue on the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't been here on Wednesday, I encourage you to come. It really is outstanding. And, and these last several times we've gotten together, it seemed like we were about to really dive in. So uh, I will, I'll be teaching no special guests this week. I'll be here this week. And um, I was here last week too, but we had a special guest. But we will, we will be uh, continuing along those lines. Uh, healing Room was this past week. I encourage you, if you weren't there, get on the... Uh, uh, app 
and down, download, listen to Tyler's message. Incredible. The Lord used Brother Tyler big time. And, uh, and the healing room's been awesome. Uh, don't forget, um, outreach every Friday. Where are we going? Where are we going this week, Shree? Hospitals this week. You want to minister healing to sick people? We're going to give you an opportunity. We go to the hospital every other week. Mercy and Baptist. Is that right? Mercy and Baptist, soon to expand to OU and different areas. We are continually seeing people touched by the Spirit of God in that ministry. The weeks that we're not at the hospital, we're in Bricktown, ministering to the lost, winning the lost. How many were, how many did you guys get this last week? 16. 16 decisions made for the Lord this past, this past week uh, in Bricktown. Sometimes it's as many as 60 or 70 people surrendering their hearts to Jesus right here in our city. There's a place for you. If you don't have a home church, welcome home. We love you. There's a place for you here at Winter's Church. Listen, we're not, be ready. We, 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 we equip people to go and to do. Uh, you, we're not going to tell you you can do it and then just let you sit here. Uh, I'll drag you to, from here to 10 buck two in the back of my airplane. We'll do the, minute, we'll do the work of the ministry. If, if you can trust me to get you there. <laughs> <laughs> Had no complaints so far. Well, maybe one, Titus, dirty rat. Anyway, that was because he said I was mean. But anyway, <laughs> I love you. Go in his presence before you leave. Love someone because you do. I will see you guys back here. And I'll, of course, next week, 